Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Coming up on today's wrestling news, Tony Khan pulls scandalous surprise on AEW Dynamite. We've got an update on WWE piping in crowd noises. WWE's parent company Endeavor could be selling some shares. And WWE goes international. I'm Michael from What Culture. <laughs> and I'm Phil from What Culture. As and well. this is the E Team News. I love it. It's the team everybody wants. You know what? As well, we should have done uh, Jumapel, Michael from What Culture. <laughs> hey. I don't know the German yeah. one. But yeah, we're, you know, we're Guten on to anyway. Tag. Yeah, Guten Tag. Good morning and hello these are the Eurovision scores from England and this is the wrestling news from What Culture uh, and that was very light hearted which uh, doesn't give me much of a pivot point to talk about this guy who was uh, Tony Khan's scandalous surprise on AW Dynamite last night um, yeah Ric Flair arrived as Sting's gift Tony Khan had said following Sting's announcement that he was going to retire at Revolution next year that he had a gift for the Stinger and it was indeed the nature boy himself he said he didn't come out of like a big present box thing no like or a that, cake that was quite good both of those go against wrestling tradition don't they people just emerge <laughs> yeah. out of boxes and cakes but it was indeed Ric Flair emerging I guess from the shadows of his relative absence from pro wrestling um, he had his emerging from the dark side of the ring yeah unfortunately yeah <laughs> um, he had his last match last year of course with uh, Andrade Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal who were also under the AEW umbrella um, and yeah, he made an appearance to sort of share the ring, hug, and like sort of reminisce with uh, Sting and Tony Schiavone. Darby Allen was also there as well. This led to a segment where Christian Cage and Lucha Soros and Nick Wayne came out. There was back and forth. There was all to set up a six-man tag that will probably feature Adam Copeland um, at the next uh, pay-per-view or beyond that. But I guess the fiction is maybe not the conversation so much as the facts. Uh, Ric Flair's uh, plane ride from hell allegations that were kind of reframed in that dark side of the ring era that you mentioned in 2021 uh, took something that had always been treated as quite a jokey situation of a bunch of wrestlers getting drunk on the plane into some very real um, sexual assault allegations and uh, this kind of brought into focus a lot of the stories that had been told about Ric Flair in the past and maybe other people kind of asking a lot of those stories to be perhaps retold from the perspective of the victims rather than the man himself and all the fame and fortune that came with being Ric Flair for 30, 40 years. Uh, it's, I guess that's why, you know, we can talk about this in scandalous terms. Tony Khan has only recently, uh, you know, for balance, I guess, uh, made reference to the allegations against Vince McMahon uh, in various posts on X. He took quite a hard line on Hulk Hogan's lack of presence in AEW. Uh, you know, obviously very different controversies attached to Hogan, but controversies yep. nonetheless. Uh, and this is another one of them cases. It's tricky here because I think 
there will be some wrestling fans that are always capable of just separating all fiction from all facts. And look, you can apply this to a lot of wrestlers. And some will do that with Ric Flair. Equally, there will be some that, where there can be no separation and will simply watch this segment and not be able to concentrate on any of the storylines and any of the promos without going, that's Ric Flair. Yeah. I don't feel very good. And for what it's worth, um, obviously since 2021, I don't believe Ric Flair has appeared in a prominent role on WWE television since this Dark Side Ring airing, nor has he appeared in AEW, with most of those delays being rumoured to be due directly to how his name was kind of maybe not held in such reverie and esteem yeah. in the industry. So all of this backlash, I would say, was to be expected. They would have been foolish to not assume there would be all of these multiple takes flying around. We're not telling you what to think about Ric Flair being on Dynamite. You can do that in the comments down below. And I'm sure lots <laughs> of people will. Um, but I think to not assume some controversy and some blowback and all of these opinions to fly around would have been naive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the biggest part of this, like you say, is Tony Khan's taken a hard line on some of these things in the past. Yeah. Like he's been outspoken about the Vince McMahon thing and it's like specifically the Hogan stuff. Mm -hmm. But also he's he's done this with Flair in the past. Like yeah. there were the rumours that he was going to come back sort of around, like to either manage Andrade or mm -hmm. do something along mm -hmm. those lines. And then the Dark Side of the Ring episodes hit and then he cut it all off and like sort of cut ties of like nothing was sort of public at that no. point it was all sort of rumors um but he'd still he'd done this in the past and then kind of waited for everything to die down a little bit mm. before then bringing him back he's so yep. he's wanted to do this for a while so it feels like he can separate the sort of facts from the artist yep. yeah um and he has done here but yeah it's it's a difficult one um and it will be completely up to you as to what you think uh around this yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, it's just gonna, it, like you say, it's a little bit scandalous, it's just gonna cause people to have these conversations online, yeah. which is probably not the discourse you want around AEW at the minute. No, it's never um, ideal when you can't, well, like anything like this breaks the immersion, there have been recent other examples yeah. in AEW and WWE, you know, it's, it's wrestling yeah, yeah. ultimately, it's not the best for this. But um, yeah, you never really want um, things that are going on in the real conversation to deflect from what you're trying to create as storylines and as things like that. But it's perhaps better that they do. Um, I think there was probably a time when everyone would have buried their head in the sand over everything. Yep. And it's better that we have these conversations. And look, there can be disagreements and there can be, like everyone has their own moral code and ethical lines. And again, we try not to tell you what to preach, I'm sure you think we do anyway. But like, the, <laughs> uh, everybody will just take a stance. And I think that's a good thing. But I do believe that you welcome a lot of this on when you invite these controversial figures like this is absolutely not a, a tribal thing or a culture war or anything like that every wrestling company has done this when it comes to the bottom line when it yeah. comes to as you say like waiting for the backlash to subside people will take these chances we will see as well like it didn't feel on Dynamite like this was a one-off for Ric Flair this felt yeah. like this would you know you would assume maybe other legends will come in as part of Sting's like people that have factored heavily into Sting's history will mm -hmm. now feature in his story you know this one kind of mirrors a little bit Ric Flair's own retirement when he had to you know win or retire back in 2007-2008 so there could be more of this to come I guess things shared the ring with a fair few <laughs> dicey figures um, you know he named Wrestling Hulk, has a past he named Hulk Hogan didn't he last week yeah and got booed in the building that was probably yeah. one of Hogan's only mentions in AEW history 
so we'll see, I guess, how this plays out in the weeks to come. Right now, it's uh, it's certainly a hot button, and we do welcome your conversation in good faith. Be nice to each other, but we welcome that conversation. <laughs> Try and keep it nice. Yeah, below the line. <laughs> Indeed. But speaking of booze, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a segue, right? That's the good, good kind, way. we think. The good kind, yeah. possibly. Um, so we've got an update on, basically, WWE piping in mm-hmm. crowd reactions for Dominic Mysterio. Uh, now, this is coming from Sean Mustap over on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he put out a tweet during more just saying, the piped in booze are really bad tonight. Just rely on Dominic and Logan to get the reactions. They can do it. They're playing the exact same audio repeatedly. And then he got quote tweeted by a fan just saying, uh, laugh my ass off. As somebody who is in the live audience, they are definitely not piped in, fam. Um, I love the word fam. Um, but then John Mossack quote tweeted this, and this is the more interesting one. Uh, as someone who just asked someone who works there and has ears and can hear the loop, the <laughs> same loop sound, yes, they are. So I think this is the first time we're getting direct confirmation from someone within WWE that they mm-hmm. are indeed piping in yeah. crowd reactions for Dominic. Now, personally, I don't care. Mm. I think it's quite fun. WWE do so many other things to en- enhance the entertainment factor of it, of sports entertainment. They're like the video packages, the sort of production on its own. Um, like everything about the WWE package is sort of creating that kind of atmosphere, that kind of moment. Yeah. And if they're just doing this to add in a bit of fun, obviously they're still getting the crowd reactions themselves. If they were getting like zero, like silent crowd reactions yeah. and they were still doing this, that would be another matter. Mm. But to just enhance something that's already happened to make it funny, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a weird debate. It plays out once a week now. Yeah. Like every time Dominic comes out especially, it plays out once a week. I think this is a very strange debate um, specifically around Dominic Mysterio and the boots. Like wrestling, not just WWE, wrestling has piped in noise forever. Yeah. Um, and it has done it in far more uh, egregious ways than what we're seeing with Dominic. I think you're right. I think with, and again, like with Dominic Mysterio, like he's a guy that gets heat to the point where this debate happens. If he wasn't getting booed, there would be no argument. There yeah. would be people in the building saying, oh, it was silent in my section, so yeah. what you hear on a television And that would be a thing. very different thing. Exactly. Like, if anything, the boos here that get piped in appear to have contributed to something that fans want to engage with themselves when they get there. Yeah. That is the same kind of enhancement of a fan experience as pushing a wrestler as a babyface by winning matches. Let's you... not forget when Seth Rollins was building up his oh, oh, oh mm-hmm. they did exactly the same yeah. thing in order to actually get the crowd singing. Like, was it WrestleMania that we were at? Yeah, it was, like, yeah, just, yeah. Like, it was really blatant in the arena. Oh, yeah, you know? They were piping that noise in in order to get the crowd going. Like WWE are rampant hypocrites, of course, yeah. as always. <laughs> like <laughs> as far back as um, 1998, 99, when they introduced Gilberg, they mocked WWE for doing the Goldberg <laughs> piping in. Going all the way back even further, they replayed the 1992 Royal Rumble to where Sid tips out Hulk Hogan and then just switched the booze and cheers around because people were genuinely happy that Hogan had been eliminated. So when you watch that show, you hear the cheers for Sid, you see the hands going up in the air, but then when you watch it back on TV weeks later, Sid was positioned as the heel. This is something that wrestling has done over and over again. I'm personally a fan of it when used for good like this, less so when the SmackDown hairdryer goes on, when you get the this is awesome for matches that are evidently not awesome um there are just like as my esteemed colleague michael sidgwick says on what culture podcasts all the time you can get them wherever you subscribe and indeed on youtube 
Um, there are good and bad versions of everything in wrestling. I genuinely believe this is something they leaned on in the pandemic and have tried to apply yeah. for the betterment of one character. It's not great all the time, but I think if you're arguing about it around Dominic Mysterio, you're probably having the wrong fight. Absolutely, yeah. And I think like the pandemic thing is the biggest part of this because mm-hmm. I think they really like practiced and tried with that kind of thing during yeah. the pandemic, and it gave them freedom to experiment with this mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is how they've kind of not perfected it, like like Sean Mossap says, like using the same sound over and over again. It's annoying. It's, yeah. it's a little bit annoying, mm-hmm. and you can definitely get different reactions and mix that up. So there's, there's still things they could do better, yeah. obviously. Um, but it's allowed them to experiment more with this kind of production style. Uh, and they're running with it. And it's just, it's what they do. And uh, I think it's kind of funny. I think <laughs> if whatever you're doing is convincing people to buy tickets and the numbers that WWE are currently exactly, generating, yeah. you are doing and something still right. still react in the building. Yeah. You're, um, not, you're not masking something, you're enhancing something. Yeah. Um, however, speaking of enhancing Phil, you're the tech whiz here at What Culture. You might need to add some sort of fake fan enthusiasm to our comments section. Uh, as I read this story, because it's a bit of business about this business, but I am going to read from my phone because I do not want to get the facts wrong. Uh, WWE's parent company, Endeavor, uh, might be selling shares, potentially big. WWE are likely to go unaffected by all this, less so. Uh, Endeavor are the parent company of both uh, WWE um, and UFC, now under the TKO branding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had all that stuff on Wall Street a little while ago. And Ari Emanuel, the man that's recently put uh, Vince McMahon hilariously back in his box, has uh, stated in a press release yesterday that the organisation will be exploring, quote, strategic alternatives, but will not be selling stakes in TKO, which should mean that WWE goes largely unaffected by all of this. Uh, in the release, he says, quote, given the continued dislocation between Endeavour's public market value and the intrinsic value of Endeavour's uh, underlying assets, we believe an evaluation of strategic alternatives is a prudent approach to ensure we are maximising value for our shareholders. As part of the review of this strategic alternatives, the company will not consider the sale or disposition of the company's interest of TKO Group's holding incorporated. Uh, Silver Lake, the parent company of Endeavour, will not sell shares to a third party and they added, quote, Silver Lake firmly believes in Endeavour's businesses and is not interested in selling its shares in Endeavour to a third party or entertaining bids for assets that are part of Endeavour. Clear, Phil? Yeah, Crystal, business. I guess. All I've got to say is uh, Ari Emanuel's thing of like using Vince McMahon and his position in the company to like get him back within the company in order to enable a sale of the company in order to just like get rid of him slightly mm-hmm. again. It's a pretty baller move. Like um, all of these people <laughs> at the top, there are no babyface billionaires. They are all all awful, but it's great when they turn it on each other. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But anyway, if you haven't turned off yet, let's just move on to the next thing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> because WWE is going international. Oh. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've probably seen, and um, doing the rounds on social media and everything, Bash in Berlin has been announced for August 31st, 2024, in the Mercedes-Benz Arena, obviously in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't the only like international show that WWE is kind of planning on next year. Now, obviously, they've already got the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia mm-hmm. uh, in February. Thanks. I thought yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but there are also internal schedules that list Backlash as coming from Paris, Ooh, of all places. Uh-huh. Uh, now, this is yet to be confirmed, but has been discussed heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could still happen. And then, obviously, you've got the Saudi shows on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so WWE really Really going all in. Get it? Get it? Because that was in, uh, yeah. in London, in, uh, not in America. Berlin suspiciously close to oh. London in 2024. On yeah. uh, the international shows. Look, right, I think there's a lot of um, chat to be had specifically about this Berlin show in where it sits in the pro wrestling calendar and what a nice power play that is to target mainland Europe when they know that a lot of mainland Europe travel to Wembley. I say that while acknowledging that's pretty shrewd competitive business, gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done they've done Snyder things in terms of counter-programming on television than simply booking an event in a place of Europe saying, you've got that product, or try ours. Like, I kind of don't have any problem with that. I say this all the time whenever we talk about these B-shows. I kind of love, like, it's corporate synergy, so it's gross to, like, fetishize it and romanticize yeah, it. Yeah. But I kind of love Nick Khan wanting to have meetings with various business partners and TV executives in different parts of America and the world and syncing up with Triple H's booking so that all of these B-shows take place in cool places where you can have localised talent have big nights. This goes all the way back to one that we were at in uh, September of 2022 when Clash at the Castle in Cardiff featured Cardiff's own Drew McIntyre yeah. competing for the uh, <laughs> Universe Chat. I joke, but, you know, he was positioned as the British hero. It was supposed to be a reference to Bulldog main event and all that kind of thing. From there, we went to Sami Zayn in Montreal. Mm-hmm. From there, we went to Backlash in Puerto Rico with Damien Priest and Bad Bunny and Zelina Vega. Yeah. Um, uh, we now have the Australia event in Perth in with Australia. Uh, well, uh, um, <laughs> presumably with Rhea Ripley. Sadly, not with Emma and potentially Grayson Waller. Um, we'll go to Berlin and we'll maybe uh, we'll touch on that a little bit in the uh, in the questions. Um, but Paris as well. Uh, this is really, really smart, and I say that mostly as a fan because the shows have banned as a result. The crowds are so hot, they're so into it. Yep. The stories are so much more unique for these um, hometown or home nation or even close to home nation figures being pushed for the benefit of the shows being hotter. Um, it's kind of gross corporate synergy where the business gets to win, but when the business creates a product that we enjoy, I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's the biggest thing. Like, every single one of these has been really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Like, the crowds, like you say, like the backlash specifically, when mm-hmm. they just sort of stripped everything back to maximise the, just the amount of butts they could get yeah. in seats in that building. And the reactions were absolutely incredible. And it, like, gave people like Damien Priest and Selena Vega especially, mm-hmm. like, a huge boost. Like, Selena Vega's kind of been, like, maybe tippling off a little bit in the storylines yeah. now, but, like, kind of rode that way for quite a long time. It was it the biggest just night of her career, wasn't it? As well, yeah. The biggest night of her career, but it wasn't just that event as well. It continued on yeah. after that. Um, so yeah, I think it's just really exciting, and I think it just mixes things up. They've got plenty of goddamn um, PLEs yeah. that they can have in America, 
um, and have done mm -hmm. like forever and ever and ever. So why not explore these other places that are going to give you hot crowds, that are going to give you full buildings, and going to give these stars reactions like they'll ne not get anywhere else in the world. I quite like the idea of John Cena rocking up like he did at Money in the Bank <laughs> and just basically name-checking WrestleMania <laughs> as a way to neg international governments into paying for a wrestling show <laughs> like you did here. Uh, I'd like my tax to sort some other things out. WrestleMania in the UK can wait. If, uh, <laughs> if, uh, the taxpayer's going to have to go. More than that money can go. Uh, let's stick on the subject as we have the questions. Thank you very much for the questions in the YouTube community. You can leave them there. There's a thread that goes out. It's there all week, leave your questions. And we've got one first coming from uh, at Karen Mauer, Mauer, 4910. I apologise for butchering your username there. Um, good morning, legends. Uh, they mean... Murray and Wilbon, yeah, but, uh, I'm going to choose to believe we'll that they're thinking that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with WWE announcing the PLE in Berlin, where would your dream country slash city be to go elsewhere? Also, do you see Elia and Gunther being in the main event of that PLE? Hello. Um, <laughs> you and Gunther in the main event of that would be Against perfect. They, they could both feature, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. They would be foolish not to, surely, yeah. with the history that they've got, and they mm. know that they were put on an absolute banger. Like the WXW shows, yeah. like that, those years of sort of like yeah. legacy bouts they've had against like each other and yeah. others on and cards. And for both of them to come and main event a pay-per-view in Berlin, that'd I be absolutely think amazing. the Cody for the belt in Berlin is absolutely yeah, red hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where would you choose a show to be, either for selfish reasons or Selfish just reasons, just Newcastle, just because it's easy. Yeah. It's really easy, we can go home afterwards. Which is rare. Yeah, that'd be nice. We've got two and eight, two uh, and eight. But I guess it depends if we can convince the bosses to send us there. Yes, and you're kind of at the front of all that, isn't it? So it's, <laughs> it's you having like sort of very, uh, uh, I don't know, like well-worded emails to get us on yeah. flights tomorrow, delicious places. Maybe. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I'd want them to go. Mm. I'd like to go back to Toronto. It's been a yeah. while, but it needs to be quite a, a big event, I think. Mm -hmm. um, what, where else? Somewhere... I don't know. If the buses will send us to Japan to go watch WWE, that'd be Do you know what? that'd be pretty good. Yeah, like you took the words out of my mouth there. WWE in Japan is fascinating to me because I would love to go to Wrestle Kingdom, mm -hmm. to go to Wrestle Kingdom, to go to yeah, the Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome, Dome, to experience New Japan. Like I've been to New Japan shows before, but never in Japan. And like you've had that real life experience in Korakuen Hall. In yeah. Korakuen Hall. I mean, it was a World Tag Championship League tag league thing, so Look, it wasn't it wasn't the best. New Japan show I've ever been to. Like, but that like. is but it was in Korakuen Hall yeah. and it was really f cool. I mean, one of them venues. Flipping cool. <laughs> <laughs> WWE doing it. I kind of just want to look at it. They've had like select big events in Japan. They did the Beast in the East, remember yep. that time? They've done the odd uh, Raw taping like many, many moons ago. Uh, and it always takes me back to, I think it was a Bruce Pritchard podcast that said that when they went to Japan, like in the very like early 90s, even like around that time, the idea was not to necessarily put on a co-promoted show or make it look like a New Japan or an All Japan or whatever. Yeah. It was to see Dafed, like, but in Japan, like, just get that audience reaction. And I think that would be kind of amazing. I know, that, I know that's a very like Americanized pro wrestling <laughs> take, just like, yeah. hey, you know the big brand. You know, uh, you know what I want to eat when I go to Japan? McDonald's. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there is something unique about that setting that they've still, considering that it's the world wrestling entertainment brand, yeah. they've still never really done too much with it. And considering the like talent that they have now, mm, yeah. they, like it, and the way that they would be booking these shows is very different to how they did the Beast in the East. Absolutely, that was yeah. just like a one-off, like network special that yes. was like kind of forgotten about, but mm -hmm. was there. And then this would probably be and like an actual premium live event for the month, and you'd got Shinsuke and Asuka, yeah. and Io. Um, 
uh, and it's it'd be yeah I think it'd be positioned a lot better than that was I think so I think you're right now um, but I'm with you if like work up puts on a plane I'll go friggin' anywhere you've seen it I'll go absolutely you can drag me there kicking and screaming and there's absolutely no kicking there's only screaming uh, this next question comes from at Robert Smith hyphen W-T-A-Q-U I'm gonna I'm gonna think that you're a Keo fan even if you're not but I'm thank, gonna think it's actually Robert Smith yeah well, thanks Robert thanks, thanks for watching um, I, I love your band um, me too or if big it's just, hair inspiration yeah, oh, I wish. Yeah, I wish I could get Robertson to say. Um, speaking of big things, though, Phil, um, who do you think is bigger than powerhouse officer Chris Jericho? Robert Smith says, "Go burn." <laughs> Last night, for those that didn't see on Dynamite, um, Chris Jericho was uh, interviewed by Renee Paquette following getting his ass handed to him by powerhouse ops two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In that interview, he said that he was kind of questioning if he could move forward in his career after taking the worst beating of his life. But he's got a few friends of his own, and some of them are bigger than powerhouse Hobbs. This sent speculation into overdrive. Who you got? Who's bigger than Powerhouse Hobbs mm. that Chris Jericho could be friends with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Or, I guess, past enemies, you know, like the, the Goldberg yeah. pitch is based on the a Gold- rivalry. Yeah, this but, you is know. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I got one for you. Go on. Well, well, it's the Paul White show. Uh, there you go. He could get the old band, but get the Jericho, Jericho. band back together. Is um, That's like, good. is this like uh, the the dawning of a new era where two thousand and nine slash ten slash eleven WWE has never been mined for nostalgia? So back we go. Like, well, AEW doing the guest host era soon or something like that. <laughs> like just this one period of time that no was like, you can skip that if you want. Like even on Raw's own yeah. like retrospectives, they don't like. You got anything from oh nine? Nah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I could see. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, they could redo the Big Show, Mark Henry, Daniel Bryan food in, in AEW. Yeah. AEW has not yet done the Exploding Ring Superplex. <laughs> this is true. Like, Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow should have been that. Yeah. But Powerhouse Hobbs, like, Superplex in the big, big show. show. I'm into it. And game. Are we settling on Paul White? Yeah, let's oh, I, I, I love how this happened. I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, a nice one, a bit of nostalgia, and I'm sure lots of people in the comments will have their own version of this one. We have a question from at SFSVHS. Easy for me to say. And by the way, if you've heard any of these questions also earlier this week, I apologise for mine. Yeah, we don't section. pay attention to what the other people do. Yeah, it's with apologies, <laughs> but it means you get two answers. Um, yeah, the question is, what is one single wrestling moment you would pick to witness for the first time again? I guess it could be live or on telly or whatever. Um, either or, probably in terms of like the, the fandom at the time and how just goddamn excited I was mm-hmm. at the time to revisit um, or relive the Mick Foley winning the belt. It was like mm. it was obviously McFoley was my guy. Yeah. But like just the pure chaos of Raw those days in those days. Yeah. And like not knowing what the hell was gonna happen and then the Austin pop and coming out and uh Foley winning. Uh it was absolutely magical. And yeah. I remember running around my living room like a crazy person, uh going mad for that. So that'd be quite a good one to revisit. I am um, I find that like it's that Andy Bernard thing from the office, isn't it? Where like I wish somebody would tell you about the good times when you're still in yeah. them. <laughs> and like wrestling's a nightmare for that because it's amazing, you live it, you go to sleep you wake up the next day and then about five years time somebody like puts the footage on Twitter or whatever ah that was the best (laughs) that was the best it was ever (laughs) going to get and then you never know when the next best (laughs) is coming around for years I held on to the golden era of NXT between like sort of 2014 and maybe 2016 yeah like Triple H has done such a great job for me personally as a fan in WWE that I'm pretty good for like WWE nostalgia stuff but only very recently um, because somebody made an edit of um, Seth Rollins uh, entrance for Cody Rhodes with CM Punk being the surprise guy from WrestleMania 38. I was drawn back to um, 
CM Punk's first dance yet again. And I watched that footage and I was up, it would have been three o'clock in the morning, UK time. And it was just this perfect build of, you know he's coming, but they haven't had to say his name. So the 99% of knowing and the 1% of doubt yeah. is what makes such tension. And the feeling of Punk walking back out on the stage wasn't just the release of the seven years he'd been gone and the euphoria of that. It was the relief that he was there yeah. and that you weren't even being trolled. You know, <laughs> remember all the fantasy yeah. booking about it being MJF coming out of the music yeah. or when's he going to show? If he does turn up, well, how are they going to do it? It was just, oh my God, it's happening right now. I'm shaking, I'm fizzing. All the like synapses are firing. Yeah. Um, it, it's raw because he's gone. I think like if he turns up back in WWE, uh, maybe less so an impact, but certainly if he turns up on like a grander stage, it'll feel okay again. But right now I'm watching that with, considering how recent it is, with too many feelings of what yeah. could have been. Yeah, um, absolutely fair. I remember watching that clip, the entrance, like 20 times that yeah. day. Like it's so many numbers, times. It? Huge numbers. It's got on. stupid numbers, and that will just be people just going, that was amazing, let's watch it again. <laughs> that was amazing, let's watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And like, if you could shoot, like, if you, if there's probably like one moment in wrestling that if you like, can I be in that building? Oh, that's that it. Would, that would be at least in the top three, if not the number one. Yeah, that's a Chicago fire. Look, that, oh, just the anticipation of waiting for the music to hit, and they played it so perfectly on the oh. show of just silence for like a minute or two, just letting the crowd fizz until it hits. Ah, oh, it was so good. From one Phil, if you're watching, listen to this, Hello. Phil, and come back. Come back, come Phil. Back. We don't mind where you go, but please come back. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially uh, when we talk about repeat watchings on YouTube. Hello. Watch this video again. And watch hey! this one that's in this box between us, I'm told, sometimes. Yeah, somewhere. And uh, we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail23. Shopify.com retail23. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.